this morning, we are going to be talking about a fun story, a fun story you might be familiar with because you know the song for it, because there's a story in the Bible, it's actually in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, and there's a, there's a song, a hymn, it's an old Scottish hymn about this uh, story, um, because, you know, well, you probably know this Scottish hymn, um, it's Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Are you familiar with that? Why don't we sing that together just very quickly so that we kind of remind ourselves of that, okay? So, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree, for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. You guys know that so perfectly well. You guys, uh, just brush up on it a little bit. Um, But that was excellent. And as we're talking about Zacchaeus, like that is such an old song. And even though it's very old, it always remains fresh. Um, Whereas sometimes the things we use to learn change. In fact, I'm going to show you something right here. This is a slate. And a slate is something that boys and girls used in school to do all of their learning. If they needed to take notes on something or learn how to make the shape of letters or practice their arithmetic, like they would practice with, you know, maybe saying, all right, two plus... Two equals five, right? No. No? Oh, gosh, in front of everybody. Okay, okay, so two plus two equals, I got it, three. No. Okay, carry the one. And um, please, my dear Aunt Sally, uh, Okay, okay, okay. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Two plus two equals 22. Well, I, I, I appreciate the offer, Connor, and I know that you're good at math, like you're a small business owner, but like, I've actually run out of space for the answer. And so now I have a problem. I... I I need, I need more space. What, what should I do? Somebody said something. Just erase it? Oh, I could, but, but then no one would be able to read it, anyone. And I, I appreciate that, that offer. But here's what I'll do. And, and this is typically what people would do with their slate, is they'd get, a little, get it a little wet, and then they'd use a rag to wipe away all of the old marks, and then you had what was known as a clean slate. And sometimes when we talk about having a fresh new start, we talk about having a clean slate. Because now I can start again with my, with my math problem, which by the way, 
I'm only slightly exaggerating my struggles with math. I was an art major in undergrad for a reason. But a two plus two equals four. four. And so we would use these things to learn. And any time we needed to start over and start fresh, we would clean up our slate. And the reason I wanted to use this is not to say, well, back in my day, we had these things they called slates. No, it's not that, even though I could say that, although more accurate for me would be talking about worksheets. But some of you still have to w- deal with worksheets, right? Yeah, tell me about Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you enjoy worksheets, then there is a lifetime of work in bureaucracy for you. Um, but If you don't enjoy worksheets, maybe try other things. But what I wanted to share with you about this story is about how Zacchaeus got a clean slate. He got a fresh start just by meeting Jesus. So I'm going to share with you that story. I'm going to read it from Luke chapter 19, and it starts with the first verse. He, meaning Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. Now let me explain why that's important. A chief tax collector means that he was the guy in charge. And sometimes the person in charge, not everybody likes them. Because sometimes being in charge means that you make choices and decisions that hurt other people. And so sometimes it's hard to be the person in charge, but he was the chief tax collector. But do you know what a tax collector is? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, it's the taxes, it's the person who collects the taxes that you have to pay for living wherever you live. And here's why it was kind of messy in those days because the tax collector worked for the Romans. But you're like, wait a minute, I thought this happened in Israel. Yeah, it happened in Israel, but Rome had come in and invaded and they were the ones in charge. They were the ones who had soldiers on every street corner. And so they were living in a place where somebody from far away was in charge of their whole land and came in and said, I know you're used to taxes, but I'm going to make you pay taxes that don't even stay here and help build roads and help um, have good things for the people who live here. You're going to pay taxes so that things are better way over in Rome. So how do you think people felt about that? Yeah, that felt terrible. It felt terrible to know that this person was coming along collecting money that was going to go far away and not even help me. And this was the guy who was in charge of those tax collectors. So he was a chief tax collector. And here's what's even worse. He was working for these other people, but he himself was from Israel. He was Jewish. And so he was like this... He was like this betrayer of the people. So he was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Now, do you know how you get rich as a tax collector? 
How do you think you get rich? Connor, how do you think somebody gets rich as a tax collector? You steal some of the money. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Knightley, do you have another idea? Yeah, you take extra. Yeah. So whether it's charging a little extra like Knightley shared or stealing some of the money that you're collecting, as Connor said, if you were rich as a tax collector, it meant that you had probably taken money that didn't really belong to you. So here he is. He's got a lot that was not really his. He was kind of cheating, and he was in charge. And here's what's amazing. He is wanting to see Jesus because he's heard a lot of good things, but he can't see Jesus. And do you know why he can't see Jesus? Because because he is small of stature. Small of stature is a fancy way of saying he was kind of short. We don't know exactly how short he was. But what it meant was, with the crowds coming to see Jesus, Zacchaeus was there, and he was behind them all, and he just he couldn't see, see him at all. And so he decided, I'm going to go climb a tree, because if I'm in a tree, then it does not matter how tall someone is, I will still be able to see over them and see Jesus. And so... He does that. He runs to that tree, and Jesus looks up in the tree, and he knows him. And he says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Now, here is what's so wonderful about this. Jesus loves everyone, even the people who are in charge, Even the people who cheat, even the people who have a lot of stuff, Jesus loves everyone. And it might be easy to think that Jesus doesn't really love the people who are in charge because sometimes they're mean and make bad choices. Jesus loves them too. It may be easy to think that Jesus doesn't really love cheaters who take things that aren't theirs. But you know what? Jesus loves them too, because he loves everyone. And you may even think, Jesus doesn't really care about the people who have so much, because they're doing all right. He loves them too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? That is, that, is, that is a good thing to know. Well... <laughs> Well, let me share a little bit more about this story that's just wonderful. Because what we hear is, when Jesus says, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today, did you know that going over to someone's house was something you only did with your very closest friends? In those days, it meant this person is like family to me. And so for Jesus, who is this teacher who everyone respects and everyone says, oh, Jesus, he's wonderful. He's so holy. For him to go to somebody that everyone would look at and say, obviously a sinner, obviously not following God's ways, for Jesus to say, I'm going to stay at your house, was Jesus saying, you know what? I'm friends with people like you. I'm friends. 
I'm like family to people who aren't getting it right. It was a huge deal. So much so that even the people who were there, when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And when we say grumble, they weren't saying it like, oh, isn't that interesting? He went to hang out with Zacchaeus. No, it was more like, can you believe what he's doing? He's going to go spend time with Zacchaeus? Ew. But you know what? That's, that's part of what is so wonderful about Jesus is because he wants to be with everyone. Jesus is not just interested in the people who have their act together. Jesus is not only interested in being with people who can always sit still and quiet with their hands folded in their lap. Jesus loves people like me who have a hard time paying attention even when it's really important. Jesus wants to be with people like all of you who have all sorts of things that you do that are different and unique because Jesus wants to be with everyone. Now, here's what's really cool. Jesus goes to his house and Zacchaeus stood up. You know, they had been having a meal together. He had welcomed him and Jesus stood up or Zacchaeus stood up and said to Jesus, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. What he was saying was, like they were there together and they were having their meal and then Zacchaeus stands up and it was a way of letting people know, I'm about to say something very important. So Zacchaeus stands up and he says, I'm giving half of everything I own to the poor. Not half of what's in my pocket, not half of what I have in coins, but half of everything I own. I'm just going to give it to the poor because you have been so welcoming to me, Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to be that welcoming to everybody. I'm just going to give half of everything I own to the poor. And then he, he says more than that. He says, if I cheated anyone, I'm going to pay them back four times what I cheated them. He was following what, and this is a big word that comes from like stuff in the Old Testament, but he was paying restitution. He was paying more than what he took. He was paying more than that to let the person know this will never happen again and I want this sad thing that I did to you that made you sad, I want to turn it into a happy thing, a good thing, a blessing. And Zacchaeus stands up and he says, I'm going to pay everybody back that I cheated four times, and I'm going to give half of everything I own to the poor. Now, why was Zacchaeus able to do that? He was able to do that because Jesus, in welcoming him and in saying, I'm going to, I'm going to be right with you, I'm going to let people know that we are close friends. When Jesus did that for Zacchaeus, it freed Zacchaeus to actually say, you know what? He really does love me. And now, 
I can do right without it being about trying to like earn or prove myself. I'm actually able to do it because I want to. Now, the next thing in the story is Jesus, after Zacchaeus stood up and said this big thing, Jesus says to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since, also, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And so what Jesus says, hey Byron, let's maybe put that down, okay? Um, today, salvation has come to this house. What Jesus was saying is, Zacchaeus, you are forgiven. You and me are great. And I love you and I'm always going to be with you. Jesus gave Zacchaeus this ability to have a clean start, to start his whole life over again and make good choices that please God because he wants to, not just because he feels he has to. And it was so wonderful that he actually said, I'm going to be an incredibly generous person. I'm not going to have blessings and keep them just for me but I'm going to share them with all these people around me. So that is the story of Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus is a very interesting person. Why don't we sing the song one more time together so we can remember this story even after we've left here, all right? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. The beautiful good news is that like Zacchaeus, if we look for Jesus and how he's helping us in our lives, he's not only going to call us, but he's going to say, you know what, you belong to me, I love you, and I want you to know that you are loved and perfectly accepted right now, no matter what you've done, no matter who you've cheated, no matter what you've done that's been so selfish, I love you, and you belong to me. And that is the beauty of this story because even as the story ends in Luke, Jesus says, I came to save that which is lost. I came to seek and save that which is lost. And without Jesus, we are lost. But thank you, Lord. He comes and finds us. So can I pray for us? Lord, thank you so much that you do come and save us. We who would be lost without you. We who, though we make so many bad choices, you love us. And you love everyone. And you, you, 
You look for us, Lord. We don't have to go looking for you. But you come looking for us and you give us a clean slate, a new way to start and start fresh. And we thank you, Lord. Help us to remember this and to be generous because of how kind and generous you have been to us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And the children of God together said, Amen.